This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Harrison County Development Commission. Through their C-Force training program, they provide high school students an internship in career fields of their choice. This allows the student to see if that career is right for them, and it also provides work experience that they can list on their resume. The Harrison County Development Commission also focuses on keeping retired military personnel right here on the Gulf Coast by connecting them with companies looking for skilled workers. You can visit them on their website at mississippicoast.org or like them on their Facebook page. Now let's jump into the episode. So uh, so what's up, guys? My name's Jared Seymour from uh, the Brownwater Banter Podcast, and I have Eric here today and Jordan. And we're going to be talking about uh, some of the stimulus packages that are coming down the pipeline for, uh, for small businesses. Uh, as we all know right now with the COVID-19 thing, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air as to what's going to happen to people's businesses. Um, we've heard the $2 trillion package, you know, mentioned on the news. And I think there's a lot of people out there right now who have questions as to how that will affect them as small business owners. Um, and I think there's some, some people that don't know. And then there's also some probably misinformation out there, right. Um, as to, as to how this is going to affect people. So, uh, real quick, if we could, we'll get, uh, Eric, if you could introduce yourself and and just say what you do, you know, and and what your expertise is. Sure. I work for Bancorp South in Biloxi. I'm a commercial lender and also the SBA liaison for us here on the Gulf Coast. So I've uh, got a little bit of background in the current SBA uh, lending options out there and also what they've got out there and right now for small businesses. Hopefully during this crisis, the government has reacted because they know that businesses are struggling, they're hurting, and hopefully this stimulus package will help get them through this downturn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thanks both of y'all for doing this, by the way, I should have led with that. I appreciate y'all taking the time out to do this. Uh, Jordan, if you could do the same, man, just inter- introduce yourself and uh, let us know what your expertise is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm Jordan Church uh, and I'm uh, a director, um, shareholder at Phillips Williams LaRosa and Company. Uh, we're a CPA firm here in Biloxi and, and really through all this, um, you know, it kind of takes all all people to work together to figure all this out. Uh, so I've been working closely with Eric and, and some other uh, lenders around uh, the coast um, and really just taking a deep dive into the, the bill itself and figuring out what does this all mean? Uh, how, how is it going to affect us and how can we use it to, to help get us through this time? Okay, good deal. I mean, that that's definitely going to help here because I <laughs> people usually never actually read any of the bills, right? So you've actually, you've actually taken a look at it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. So I got to believe that the first thing people are going to want to know is, is, is what is this bill? And then I would think the first step is how do I apply? Right. So I don't know which one of you would be better suited to take, to take that lead question. Uh, I'll kind of start off here. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there about what assistance is out there for small businesses and directly through SBA. There's two sides of it. SBA does disaster lending uh, through them directly. You apply through SBA at their website. Uh, it's called the Economic Disaster Injury Program. Is that it, Jordan? Is that the correct acronym? Economic Injury Disaster Loan. They call oh, it I'm a little bit backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but you it's got all the pieces. Right. It's directly through them. And you apply directly at sba.gov slash disaster. And it's if you were here for Hurricane Katrina, the aftermath of that, SBA stepped in and makes disaster loans at a regional level normally. This is at a federal level, of course, but they're low rate terms. It's a 3.75% and they extend the payments out up to 30 years. 
and you go there and you apply, uh, state what your economic injury is from this COVID-19 crisis and apply. Hopefully, uh, I've heard people getting approved within three to five days. If, if you can get through, uh, they've been overrun over the past week, but it seems like they've made some changes in the past few days uh, to make the website a little more user-friendly and easier to access. The other side of that is the stimulus package that President Trump signed into uh, place last Friday on the 27th, the CARES Act. What I speak to and specifically is the stimulus for small businesses. It's about $350 billion, of which most small businesses are interested in the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program portion of this. What those are are forgivable loans if you meet certain criteria. Those criteria mean that you have to use certain the funds a certain way and the funds are only eligible based on your current payroll. Now they take that payroll as an average over the past 12 months, a monthly average, and you have to document all of this of course, but you submit the information and you take that number, whatever it is, times two and a half is your eligible loan amount. Now, when you use the funds, you have to use them on certain things. For most part, you have to use it for payroll, a certain percentage, which from what I understand is 75% of those funds have to go strictly to payroll. The remainder, 25%, can be used for other things. If you're behind on your rent, if you need to keep the lights on, utilities, those sorts of things, you can use it for that. But again, documentation is the key. You're going to have to document all of this. SBA is going to start accepting those applications as of tomorrow. The problem is us bankers are still a little uncertain on how this process is going to take place. They've released the application. They've released some details and some terms. Unfortunately, we just don't know some of the other mechanics behind it. We don't know the, the online portal, how we're going to submit this, the underwriting, how we're going to document everything. So I'm telling my customers to be patient. Go ahead and get us some of the information. Be ahead of the curve so that you're at the top of the queue, but unfortunately we just don't know a whole lot about when that's gonna happen. Now I'm glad we're having this today uh, on the second. That process is supposed to start tomorrow on the third, so if you haven't already started, go ahead and start talking to your local banker, and that's where I would start. Talk to whoever you bank with because they're gonna be the easiest place to start this and get the program rolling. Okay, so it sounds to me like it's designed, like you're saying though, for the for the businesses to protect their employee, to be able to pay their employees. Is that right? Am I understanding Correct. that right? The Paycheck Protection Program. So it's designed for employers to pay their employees instead of having to let them go and put them on unemployment. It's there to protect them and keep them afloat while you've got no revenue, while you've got no customers, those sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. And, and what about, because I know that some of the small businesses that I've talked to, what if it's someone who doesn't have employees, you know, like a real small, small business? Is that, is there, that you know of, is there something else out there for them? Or are we, are we only talking about one sliver of, of the potential pie? Is that It's sense? all small businesses. It's nonprofits. It's anyone with 500 employees or less. It even includes self-employed independent contractors and sole proprietors. Um, trying to think anyone who has employees as a small business if you pay yourself as a sole proprietor or as a, a uh, independent contractor you are covered now there are some caps to it um, i'll let jordan kind of speak to some of the parameters on some of those other things but you can apply as a small business owner that's a sole proprietor okay yeah that that's one thing that was confusing me so yeah that 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 makes sense though uh, Jordan, what like from your from your aspect, what can you shed any more light on it for us from you know CPA kind of standpoint? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, like I said, it, it's 
spend hours and hours in the build trying to figure out how all this works. The first important thing is to, to understand that, you know, when you hear the CARES Act, everybody thinks now that you're looking at this PPP program and it's a part of it, but it's one part of about 52 parts. So there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of which we haven't even dove into yet um, because we're kind of taking the most pressing issue first. Uh, to try to get this relief out to the small businesses, keep people paid, keep people employed. Um, and really our, our uh, goal and stance in this whole thing is to just assist uh, those that reach out to us and to understand the terminology and those type of things. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on that Eric talked about earlier with those EIDL loans. Um, so the EIDL loan was, that's a disaster loan that, that's been in place for, uh, you know, as long as I can remember, um, that, that, that's not something new that's come about with the, the CARES Act, uh, but there was one particular section um, that, that does address uh, something new, a new aspect to the small business, uh, the, the disaster loan. I want to say um, it, it's, it's just, it adds to kind of just like this PPP loan program does as well. It's just an addition to an already existing, uh, they call it the 703 uh, small business loan, but that program I was talking about in the disaster loan is uh, an express grant of uh, $10,000. Um, so if you apply, it's first come, first serve. Um, there, there's been a lot of applications already, uh, but if that's the case, the provision that was set forth in the, the bill was um, within three days of the application, not sure exactly how, if it's gonna work exactly like this, but within three days of application, the SBA is gonna give you $10,000. They're gonna, they're gonna you know, go ahead and send that money to you, um, pending approval for the, for the, the loan itself. Um, and I've heard varying uh, discussions on how this is gonna work, but from what I understand, even if you don't get approved for the loan, Eric, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that $10,000 still acts as a grant. Um, thing I've heard, yes. Yeah, so now, and, and I say that to say, there's probably already been, that, that uh, program was funded with $10 billion. Um, you think about that, you divide 10,000, not everybody's gonna get 10,000, it's up to 10,000. Um, but uh, you divide dot, divide ten million by ten thousand, and that's the number of loans. You know, so it's they're going fast. So I say that to say, if you haven't done it, go out there and do it. Uh, this isn't a, a forgivable program, but uh, for those small businesses, some that may not have many employees or, or you know or won't be as highly eligible for this PPP program, uh, this is a way to get cash flow now, ten thousand dollars, and then future cash flow to, to prop yourself up uh, during uncertainty. Um, so the, how we work on the accounting side and the PPP program uh, in particular, um, just like Eric said, we know the, the design of it and how it's supposed to work. Um, but our, our role is to help people with the calculations. Um, and it's all based on terminology. So, you know, we can tell people, um, it's two and a half times your average payroll for the last year, uh, payroll cost, but, but what's payroll cost? Because payroll cost to somebody may not be what it is to the other person. So <clears throat> what makes up your payroll cost? That would be the first thing I want to touch on. So payroll cost is made up by 
obviously wages, um, and uh, also your benefits, so health care, uh, health insurance, uh, retirement, and state and local taxes. Uh, so a lot of people are confused about that. They're including FICA and Medicare. Those aren't state taxes. So our understanding of it is, is it's only your Mississippi unemployment. Um, and then it's important to understand that all of that is capped at $100,000 per person, I mean, per individual. Um, so that, that's, that's, a, that's a big uh, distinction we've been trying to make, help our, our, our clients determine what their payroll costs are and how we're going to get this calculation to get into the formula. Uh, and that's really just the first piece of the puzzle. It's really broken out. This whole, this whole program works together in two sections of the bill. So you have the, the loan itself, uh, which is what we just talked about calculating. And then you have the forgiveness portion of it. Um, really, once you've calculated the loan, you can kind of forget about all that. And now we got to go by a different set of rules of how we're going to get forgiveness uh, on this, uh, this amount. One of the biggest concerns that I've heard, um, because we all know how it is right now, um, there's uncertainties. Um, and, and there was some additional help given in the, the stimulus package in the form of additional unemployment. Um, I'm not real read up on that, but uh, it, in a very you know, high level summary, it increases uh, unemployment by $600. So I say that to say a lot of people are saying, hey, let's take advantage of that um, and do what's best for both the business and, and the, the employee, and they're laying people off so they can reap the benefits of this, this uh, what they call unemployment on steroids. But people are worried that, hey, I've laid off my employees, you know, does that make me not, am I not eligible for this loan? Um, so one of the myths uh, I'd like to dispel based on my understanding, and Eric, chime in, let me know if I'm wrong. But even if you laid off your employees, you can still apply, get approved, and uh, are eligible for loan forgiveness. You just have to hire them back no later than June 30th. That's how I understand it. Um, Eric, you want to chime in and tell me if you disagree? I don't disagree, but the reason they have that June 30th, 2020 deadline is because that is the end of when this payroll protection program is going to fund. Yeah. So the way it's supposed to be is if you have laid off employees, you are to rehire them within a um, very short period of time. There's an eight-week period from when you uh, get the loan funded for the payroll protection program for which you have to make that payroll uh, expense of the 75% of those funds. So if you have laid them off, you do have to rehire them in a quick manner. What that is, it really doesn't really say, um, other than the fact that you have to have the same number of full-time employees uh, during that, quote, covered period, as opposed to the full-time employees you had before February 15, 2020. So there's a lot of moving parts to that. Um, but the essence of it is, is that money needs to go to payroll. If you've let them go, you need to bring them back if you've applied and approved and get funding for this program. Mm. Uh, if not, if you plan to keep them unemployed, then my suggestion would be don't go with the payroll protection program because you're not going to get the loan forgiven. Uh, the whole part of it is to make sure that if you want that loan forgiven, that you are making payroll to your employees. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it, is it your understanding that if they get the payroll protection, 
you're saying you have to hire him back. Is that, does that matter if we're still in the middle of all this? Because we still kind of don't know right now how long all this is going to go on. Right. So is it like hire him back, but don't really bring him in and don't really have him do anything. Is it yeah, as long as you're quote, hiring them and paying them uh, because we're at a stay at home uh, situation in the state of Mississippi and we are across the country. Yes. You do want to keep them safe. Um, they don't necessarily have to be at work, but as long as they're being paid, that qualifies as the use of the funds. So you don't necessarily have to have them at the store or at the office. Yeah. And honestly, that that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest questions I get most frequent questions I get right now is, you know, why would I, why would I even do this if I can't have my employees at work? Um, and, and it's a legitimate question. Um, you, you know, really, I think, and this is, this is just interpretation or speculation on my part, but I think part of the design for this, A, is when it was enacted, they, they had no idea how long this thing is going to last. We still don't have any idea how long this is going to last. Um, but it, it was kind of a design to, to work in conjunction with this souped-up unemployment to, you know, this may relieve some of the burden on the unemployment system um, by having people hire their, hire their people back, whether they're working or not, um, it's no money out of their pocket uh, to keep these people employed. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a major concern that people have. But just like Eric said, um, the, the, the loan forgiveness reduction calculation uh, only begins or kicks in if you don't hire them back at, at the, in the right amount of time, at the right levels, because you can't – not only do you have to hire them back, but you had to hire back the full uh, staff that you had, like Eric said, at, at February 15th, and they got to be paid the same. Um, so it's really just incentive to, to get businesses out there. And, and then, you know, so if you think about it, that 2.5% of payroll, and you're doing it over a two-month, uh, eight-week window, um, two of that 2.5 is eaten up solely by payroll. So it's kind of that extra 0.5 multiplier is uh, kind of your carrot, your incentive to, hey, here's a little bit extra to help you keep the lights on you know, right. your, uh, type of situation. Yeah, that, that's what it sounds like as, as a way to get for the government to get cash to the employee, right? And it's yeah. just funneling it through the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it, like I've heard it described to me, as business owners, and, and, and you want to, you want to try to think, in this way, you know, how, how can I make this work and be most advantage, uh, advantageous for me? And, 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 and you can, you can make it work and be advantageous for you, but, but really you got to think at the end of the day, this program is not as much for the business owner. It does help the business owner, but it's really for the employees and those that have, you know, really don't have a say in the game as to whether they can get out and make the money that they were making, uh, you know, a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other things that y'all are hearing? You're saying you're already dealing with this, right? So you, you got some like hot topics or frequently asked questions. Is there any of those that we haven't touched on? Jared, I could sit here for hours going over the different questions. Everyone's going to have a specific situation that requires a, a, a genuine answer. And I can't really give you a, a broad perspective on some of this other than to say, get with your local bookkeeper, get with your accountant and get with your banker 
and ask those questions specifically. Um, use use all the resources at your disposal to try to uh, form the best opinion and answer on these things because this is just as new to me and Jordan as it is to a lot of the people out in the public. We're, we're trying to make the best we can in this short period of time, but uh, what we're going through, I know I'm going through this 50 times a day with different customers and I'm trying to be here to answer them as best I can, but we're going to go through this together, at least on the front end. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll learn some mistakes and hopefully we'll get through this and get this program going up and running as quickly as possible. Yeah. And, and really it's important to know that, it really is a collaborative effort um, because, you know, like you said, your accountants, your bookkeepers, your lenders, none of us know everything about every part of this. Um, but we work together. We talk daily to help each other out, you know, figure out what's the best way to go about things. Um, and, and really, the whole program is designed to, to take a lot of the stress off of the business owner because, you know, they're dealing with so much stress as it is right now. Um, and that's, that's where we come in. You know, we help, it's our job to learn this stuff. It's our job to know. Um, and, and we may not know it right now, but as it, as it comes out, we, we get to know it and, and we're here to help, help, you know, the, the client. Well, I, I, I appreciate hearing y'all say that as someone who's not well-versed in all of that, it's, it's good to know that y'all are out there doing that. Um, people that are watching this, um, in, you know, Eric, you just mentioned mentioned it though. How can they get in touch with with either their? You're saying go to your banker or go to your CPA, or or if it's they don't have that for whatever reason or whatever, they can contact y'all. Is that right? I'll say this: uh, it's because of the overload that this thing's going to have with you. It makes sense to go to your local bank because of the the way that this process is going to be set up. Uh, one of the aspects of it is they want to make sure that the business was in place by February 15th, 2020. The easiest way to do that is go to your local bank where you have your business checking account and wherever it's been open since February 15th, that's going to meet that checkbox. So that's why I'm recommending you go to your local bank. I'd love to help every customer on the coast. I would, but you have to know your limitations. And so that's why I say start there, start with your local accountant. If you've been doing h and block in the past, contact a, a pill twins LaRosa or somebody else like that and see if they can help you out. Um, and that may be for a fee, who knows, but those are the places to start. If you can't get help there, then try to contact your local chamber, see if they can lead you in the right direction, do what we can to try to help everyone we can. Um, I'll be happy to answer questions to any of your viewers or listeners who have specific ones and see if I can help them. If not, I'll point them in the right direction that I can. Yeah, yeah, that, that that that's that's well said. I mean, look, we're we're all in this together. Um, I, I in my lifetime, I've never experienced something that's been this, you know, just widespread and 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 taken over the entire country. Everybody's scrambling right now, but but we we rely on each other. We're there for each other. Um, like I said, here anybody anybody can feel free to call us, whether you're existing client or not. Uh, we have a lot of knowledgeable folks in here that have been pouring through this stuff for the last two weeks. Um, and, and, and if, if we don't know the lending, I mean, if we don't know the answer, we'll get you to the lender that can give you that answer. And, and, and um, that's, you know, that's, that's what we're here to do. Um, I did want to touch on one other thing and it has nothing to do with the PPP program, but uh, one big 
hot topic that's coming out come out of this bill is these cash rebates, um, and and that is something that we've we've um, dealt with a lot. So just to give you a very quick overview, because there's a lot of misinformation about this out there as well. The way that that's going to work is uh, it's it's twelve hundred dollars per adult, five hundred dollars per child. There's going to be phase outs on that. So at a single taxpayer, the phase out starts at $75,000. Married, fine, joint, it's $150,000. Um, the phase out, how to calculate your phase out, if you want to think, hey, what, what do, uh, can I expect to get from this? Um, you're going to look at your 2019 tax return if it's filed. If it's not filed, you're going to, they're going to go to your 2018 return. If you don't have a 2018 return, you may want to look into this system that they're they're talking about the way of getting your information in there. I haven't heard the specifics on that, but so just to give you the brief overview, if you want to calculate your amount, start if you're under the 150 or you're under the 75,000, you can expect you're getting the full amount. If you're over that, it's going to be reduced for five uh, $5 for every $100 you're over. So it'll be completely phased out at $99,000 and $198,000 for married filing bill. Um, it's, it's a 2020 tax credit. And I think that that with no clawback. So I believe how that's going to work is if you, if for some reason you don't get it when you file your 2020 tax return and they see that you're eligible then you're going to get it then. Um, but if, if for whatever reason that they deem that you're, you're not eligible, and from what we understand, they're not going to make you pay that money back. Um, but like I said, that's kind of all still in the works. Um, but I just wanted to touch on that because I have had a ton of questions about that as well. And I know we have a lot of small business owners, too, that, that are going to fall into that realm. Um, and so I wanted to touch on it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I have seen people posting and talking about that. So that, that is something I'm sure people are, uh, you know, information that they can benefit from. But, uh, well, gentlemen, thank you all very much, both of you, for taking the time out to do this. Um, sure. Uh, Jared, I got just one more thing. Sure, uh, sure. If you really have questions, go to sba.gov and go to treasury.gov. If you have interest on all the stimulus packages out there, they have breakdowns, and they try to make it as user-friendly as possible. Start there. Um, that's where you can apply for the disaster loan and also learn about the payroll protection program in detail. And then if you have questions after that, then – contact your banker, contact your accountant and get the specific questions from that. So that at least you have a general understanding and know where you're, where you're starting and where you're going to go. Yeah, and make sure too, that you're, that you're, you're clicking on the right program. I've had a lot of calls for people that have gotten, uh, went on the SBA.gov and got an application They're like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is so overwhelming. And, and I know that the, the disaster loan, is very straightforward and may take you if you've got two pieces of information you can get it done in 15 or 20 minutes so if you if you come across something that that seems like you need a you know a, a doctorate degree to do you're in the wrong spot <laughs> yeah a lot of companies sometimes they'll uh they'll buy web domains that look like their official government stuff and sometimes they'll even pay to have it rank higher on google and it tricks people i've oh, seen yeah. it happen before uh through student loan application stuff with people that i know so you're right and there should be nothing probably paid up front, right? That, that's another nothing thing. Nothing at all, no. Yeah. Yep. Okay, gentlemen. Well, look, thanks again so much for your time. 
Um, and hopefully people that are watching this, man, hopefully that helps y'all out. So if you have any comments or any questions, you know, you can drop them below uh, in the comment section. We'll see if we can't help you out or point you in the right direction as well. Sounds good. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared. Thank y'all, man. Thank you. Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here at the end and say thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to talk to us, man, drop us a comment. You can go to our Facebook page, at BrownWaterBee on Instagram, at BrownWaterBee on Twitter. Uh, let us know how you're doing. Let us know how you're entertaining yourself right now while there's nothing to do. Tag us in any of your photos. We'd love to know what you're up to. And until the next one, we'll see you then.